Welcome to another episode of Jody Jenkins, the golf guy. We certainly appreciate your continued support as we celebrate 20 years of doing this program. Our producer, Brett Black, on the other side of the glass here in the studio, nodding his head as he always does in agreement. And Brett, I should say, I, I, we've had some questions. Have have you, Brett Black, been with the show for 20 years? And the, the short answer is no, you have not. You've been here certainly the longest of any of our producers, but we have some early producers. I'm thinking of, I won't give their last names. Uh, Chris was in there for a bit, a gentleman named Phil. Uh, back when we first started, we had an older guy. Um, oh my gosh, what was his name? I want to say it was like Murray or something, but he was like seriously 70 years old. He was a longtime radio guy. And just by virtue of having a shift when our show started airing, he was kind of the um, designated producer. And it was always a journey with him because he wasn't that good at, I, I think, opping his own show or making it work for his own radio program. So you try, and we, we used to call in. So our first early shows were always done um, via phone because we used to be on location at a golf course uh, in Eastern Ontario uh, here in Canada. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, but 20 years and Brett Black, you've been here the longest, I think 12 12 of the 20. So I'll, I'll get a little plaque made. We'll see if we can put that in the budget for 2022 and, and get you some recognition. Uh, look, we are excited to welcome back. I think this is his second appearance on the show. He recently made a big announcement. Uh, he's involved with a, a great venture called the Fire Pit Collective. We're going to find out a little bit more about that. But he is most known for his attention to detail and covering the amazing stories from Monday qualifiers on all levels often known as Monday Shooters. He is Ryan French. You probably bet know him better as a case of the a case of the golf one on Twitter, which as he just told me off air is a brutal handle. Uh, maybe he's going to fix that. Uh, I don't think it's that bad, but we'll, we'll talk to him about it. But yes, Monday qualifier extraordinaire coverer, if that's a word. Ryan French. Ryan, welcome back to the show. Jody, thanks for having me on. 20 years. Very impressive. I uh that's awesome. I did not know that. So congratulations and uh, happy to be on. No, I, I make sure I mention that with all our guests, just so they pump my tires a bit. So <laughs> I understand, I understand. So I'm going to start Ryan with an interesting fellow from Monday shooters or Monday qualifiers. And I know you got lots of stories on him and I know you've been covering him and talking to him at different events and that's JJ Colleen. And the reason I bring him up is because Monday qualifiers have really morphed into kind of this like cult following, in my opinion. Maybe you'll you maybe you can correct me. Maybe I'm wrong. And I think a big part of it is what you've actually been doing, because um, I, I mean you're the Monday qualifier guy. I don't know of anyone else that does it. And again, maybe you can correct me. Maybe there are others. But I look at a guy like JJ Colleen. Like these guys have fans, and it's almost like they're making making a, I don't want to say a job out of it because I know if you don't succeed in a Monday qualifier means you're not going on to the next event, which means you're probably not making money. So there's never guaranteed money, but it's like they kind of have tapped into this following this cult following and, and they're enjoying it. They have like a fan club. Tell us a little bit about these Monday shooters and a guy like JJ Colleen and, and where this all stems from. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree. It's it's become kind of a thing, and uh, I suppose I played some role in it, which is crazy to say. Um, yeah, it's be it's become a thing. JJ is 
a great dude, been very nice to me. And the character that you see on uh, Twitter is exactly who JJ is uh, off of Twitter. Um, just funny guy, hilarious. Um, always thinking, I mean, he just creates awesome content. And so, yeah, I think, I mean, definitely part of him going um, to a Monday qualifier is, is content related. But, you know, I've had a couple serious conversations with him. And, you know, he's a two-time uh, Corn Ferry Tour winner, uh, battled some injuries, stopped playing for a while, and then, you know, it's kind of made a run at it. But, I mean, he has some companies that support him, go to these Monday qualifiers and pay his bills. And, obviously, they get the exposure of the character that is that is JJ. So, uh, I, there's a very serious side to JJ and he's playing well, like just lost in this week's Monday, uh, qualifier playoff. And I think that's the second or third time he's lost in a playoff and he's gotten through once. So there's a serious side and there's also, yeah, a content fun side. And so I think JJ is kind of a perfect example of what Monday qualifiers are. There's, you know, I'm writing a story now, uh, about Hayden Springer, you know, I mean, Hayden, a big 12 champion, all American beat Victor Hovland in the big 12 championship and is grinding his butt off, uh, you know, at Monday qualifiers, just tour winners guys, you know, I kind of say it's a bell curve. There's either guys on the way up in their pro career, uh, or on the way down trying to make it back up. So, uh, it's characters, it's, uh, former tour winners. It's all Americans kind of morphed into a course on a Monday, 18 holes, go get them. Ryan, I, I I know you made the comment there about, you know, you'd like to think that you've played a small role in it. I would say you've played a big role in what has happened with the coverage of Monday qualifiers. And another story I want to point to and then get maybe you to share a little bit more about it is the recent viral video that went through the PGA Tour on the emotions behind Mike, that big Mike Visaki. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly, but big Mike there that was just an unbelievable story. And my question to you on that, and you can unpack some of that stuff if you know some more details about the Mike thing. I, I think it's been well told. But my question to you is, do you, like, I don't remember the tours talking about and covering qualifiers the way that they do now. And I feel like it's a direct result because of what you've been doing. And I know that you're writing for other entities and doing things like that. But do you feel like they've seen what you've done and are like, okay, we got something here. We got to be on it. Or, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, we're going to get deep in the weeds here, but um, yeah, uh, definitely it's because, you know, of the exposure that's come from the thing, the tour, uh, this will probably get me in trouble, Jody. So uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I'll promote this, but the tour really didn't know anything about Monday qualifiers. And that is as recent as February of this year. Uh, they came out to a Monday qualifier that I was going to, I kind of, I say held their hand to, walk around and just kind of give them the ropes. They didn't know the schedule or how scoring worked. Or... Wait, wait, wait a second, Ryan, not to interrupt. Wait a second. You're telling me that as of like February of this year, 2021, that the tour didn't typically come out and have anything to do with Monday qualifiers or, or know much about what was going on at them. They had zero, literally zero idea. Wow. Um, in fact, okay. two, two weeks ago, I had to send the tour a schedule of the upcoming Monday qualifiers that they're now covering. And I sent them a link from their own PGA tour website. So wow. all of this will probably get me in trouble, Joe. No, no, uh, no. But um, <laughs> so yeah, back to the Michael Vilsacki story. Yeah. It, 
they weren't at Mondays. Um, and I think the Mon the Michael stories, but just my personal experience with Michael is way before he Monday qualified. He's kind of a mini tour legend, won a bunch of times in Florida, has been very nice to me, he's a great guy. And, you know, it's great, great to see him. Here's what I'll say about the Michael Vilsacki story is, uh, is that that happens at a lot of Monday qualifiers. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is a chance of a lifetime uh, for a lot of players. So tears and calls home and uh, those kind of things happen every Monday qualifier. It just happened to be caught on camera this time. So, um, you know, I'll tell a quick funny story without using the word. So Dylan Meyer Monday qualified and uh, he walked off the green in the playoff immediately called either his friend or his dad. I'm not sure exactly who he was talking to. And the, and the tour went over to uh, videotape him. And he said a lot of swear words um, like FS and, you know, yeah. those kind of things and was very excited. Understandably probably would have had I been a player and done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. So, uh, but yeah, those type of phone calls happen, you know, at every Monday qualifier. It's just that people haven't, there hasn't been a camera there before. So um, that's what I love about Monday qualifiers, moments like Michael. And, you know, I, I say it a lot, Jody, is Michael may never, ever get to the tour, uh, but he'll never have that moment taken away from him. That's right. And, um, you know, I use a guy all the time called, his name's Dad Balkin, didn't try to play pro golf, was a pizza manager, and um, then an assistant pro got through the pre-qualifier at the Byron Nelson, I think two years ago. And, you know, probably didn't have the talent to play pro golf, played a great 18 holes, got in. He was an Australian guy, ended up playing practice rounds with like John Sendon and Rafael Cabrero. And, you know, and he said, like, it's the greatest time of my life. Yeah, I think he shot 78, 78, missed the cut by, you know, 12 or whatever. And, you know, that's what I love about Mondays is, you know, literally a guy off the street and everyday Joe can, can go and play on the PGA tour. And I use this analogy all the time is there's no free throw contest to join the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, exactly. and that's, that's what Monday qualifying yeah. is. I, I mean, like I laugh, people laugh about it all the time, but I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. You have a, a 2.0 or below in in very real terms you can go tee up tee up in a pj tour event if you play the best you know 18 holes of your life yeah and i mean like i i know firsthand i mean as a as an aside to the doing this show i mean obviously a longtime broadcaster as we talked off the start but i i recently started my own sports agency where i represent uh, a handful of pro golfers on various tours uh one of them chris whiter uh had Yep. was successful in a Monday queue earlier this year for a PGA tour event. And, and like he was off the charts and I, I, so I, I love following them. And I, I think honestly, again, not to pump your tires too much, but it's directly related to what you're doing. Um, I was always aware of Monday qualifiers, but not to the in-depth level as, as of the last several years of following along with you. And I think, I think there's a lot of people that would have saw that big Mike story and I take nothing away from it that would have went, wow, that's amazing. This must be the first time this has ever happened. Right. And meanwhile, like you said, it's happening. It's been happening every Monday for years and years and years. So. Yeah, exactly. It's and yeah, I mean, uh, a good friend of mine, Neil Johnson, 
you know, as Monday qualified is a, is a long time, you know, mini tour grinder. And, you know, he called me after the Michael story, one thing, and he's like, I, I qualified for the Puerto Rico open was crying like a baby in my car, yeah. you know? And, uh, so, you know, it, again, the pros know what happens. Um, but again, I understand the interest in it because it's just such a new thing. And, um, on a, on a much bigger level, Jody, I think it's good for the game because I think pro golf has a very elitist look from a casual, casual outside stand because they see, you know, the super league and people being guaranteed 30 million and the FedEx cup and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the reality is, you know, is 90% of these guys, you know, live paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Even at the bottom of the PGA tour, guys exactly. are flying Southwest exactly. and saving money any way they can. Uh, so I think, I think it's good for the game on the big picture because, you know, these, these guys are just grinding their butt off. Do you think there's any potential? I mean, outside of what you're doing, do you think the tour looks at it and is giving serious consideration as to how they could further monetize this and use the content? Like I, I would think that coverage, maybe not like full coverage, but like lots of segments of these qualifiers would be unbelievable to watch. Yeah. I think, Again, this is going to get me in trouble, Jody. The two and I are kind of have a tense relationship at the moment, but um, yeah, I think I think there's a way to do it. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to watch a full, you know, Monday qualifier, but I think you could do like a five minute segment or a ten minute recap, yeah. uh, you know, on Tuesday on the Golf Channel or uh, on PGA Tour Live, uh, pretty much every week. It, what I will say is, you know, the 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 tour is is hesitant to what I what I say is share the real story of Monday qualifiers. You know, yeah. But I, I want to cover uh, Michael Vilsacki when he misses that putt and doesn't get into his first tour event as much as I want to cover Michael making that putt because I want to give a realistic exactly. look into what what this goes. So I want to talk to Michael after he misses had he missed that putt and Chris Baker got through. I want to talk to Michael as much as I would when I, you know, that I did when he got through. So uh, that's where I think the two are, you know, uh, that's the story I want to tell is both sides. Uh, it, there's, there's plenty of awesome stuff that happens at Monday qualifiers. Uh, but the fact is 95% of the people go home angry or not angry, but you know, they didn't get through. And I want to tell those stories too. Yeah, like, and just further quickly to that is that, as you said, for every two or three that get spots, there's 80 plus players that are slamming their trunks and pulling away, wondering, am I going to keep doing this? Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it happens, you know, I, I sat at the scoring tent of the Byron Nelson Monday this week and had the same conversation over, you know, 50 times. A guy comes up, says hello, talks about the two shots or three shots that made him miss and where he's going from here. Most were driving to Oklahoma to play in a mini tour event. You know, some were flying out to play in the uh, corn Ferry event that they were in or whatever. And that happens, you know, like you said, I mean, there was 90 guys in the field that happens, you know, to nine eighty six of the 90, uh, every week, every week, it's, yeah. what's tomorrow bring and what's the rest of the week look like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ryan French is our guest. He is the man when it comes to 
Monday qualifiers and keeping you posted on that. You can do that through his social media channels, write some great articles as well. And let's, let's transition into your latest venture, the fire pit collective sounds. I was reading a little bit about it. Very, very cool. Um, sound, you're obviously very excited about it, but tell us a little bit about how this came about and what's, what is it? Yeah. Matt Janella and uh, it's Matt Janella's original. And then he brought on Alan Shipnick, who is a longtime writer for golf magazine and sports illustrated. And, um, yeah, they're, they're trying to build a, what they call a modern media company. The name is the fact that everybody sits around the fire pit and, and talks about in our case, golf. And, you know, just tells the stories of the day and those kind of things. And, um, yeah, I, I'm beyond excited. Um, you know, really, I haven't really made any money from this, uh, Jody, up yeah. until this point. And that was never really the intention. But I always say, it like, I needed to find a way to make money to keep it going. So, um, you know, this is a way to do it. And it gives me a budget to do things. You know, I wouldn't have been at the Byron Nelson Monday qualifier if it wasn't for them. Um, we're going to do some video. Uh, we're going to do some uh, audio. We're going to do a bunch of things that, um, you know, we uh, we have a budget to do some stuff is, is what ha- is happening. So if people want to find out more about the Fire Pit Collective, what's the what's the best way to do it? Yeah, I'm uh, firepitcollective.com or just go to uh, Matt Janella, Alan Shipnick, or my um, bio on either Instagram or um, uh, Twitter. And they will, uh, yeah, the link is right there. Um, all my articles will be in a, a certain section and video stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. To have a budget to, to be able to travel and write more stories and tell more stories is uh something that I'm uh, very appreciative of for sure. Do you have any good stories on Canadians from Monday qualifiers that you can recall quickly off yeah, the top I mean, of your head? Guy, there's a guy named Corey Connors who I uh, owe a lot of beer to. Um, I've heard of him. Know. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll tell the quick story, Jody. I mean, obviously everybody knows that he won the Valero, but uh, I always tell the, the story of how that happened is, is I think the biggest part of the story uh, missed a couple putts in Puerto Rico the week before to miss the cut by two, um, you know, had, had some chances to make the cut there. Has he make, does he make the cut there? He doesn't get to the Valero Monday. So that happened. And then, um, a player named Chase Hannah missed a tap in Eagle. He left the pin in and the pin was leaning against him. It pinched it out. Um, and so he tapped in for birdie. Had he made that, he would have knocked uh, Corey and everybody out of the playoff and got through. And then Corey made, a, I think, a 15-footer on 17, a 30-footer on 18, and then won the six-for-one six playoff uh, to get in. So all of those scenarios make it a pretty wild story that he went on to win. There's so many things that happened leading up to that. But, man, Canadians and Mondays are just like a thing. Michael Gligich and, uh, I mean, you know, Riley Wielden playing awesome out in uh, Arizona and Will Bateman. I mean, I, I talk to Canadian media more than I talk to American media. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I know that you're, yeah, because you have a good connection with Scott at Flagstick there. And, and uh, yeah, that is, that's a good point. So you don't, you don't hear from American media outlets that much then. I mean, a little bit, but there's so many players. I mean, the Canadian, yeah. the Canadian golf market is so, 
you know, cheering for the, for the few guys that are out there. It's awesome to see. And um, yeah, I mean, whenever a Canadian gets through, I, my, my DMS usually light up because they want some information or whatever. Final question for you here, Ryan, before we let you go, because I know you're a busy man and you may or may not want to answer this, but give me, give me some names of the most humble, nicest players you've ever met. And then I want to know some names of people with the most, not, not that you don't like, but people with the most swagger, like just know that they got it. Yeah. Um, I, I say swagger and it's not in a bad way at all. Uh, the two guys from, um, the university of Illinois, Dylan Meyer and, um, and, and Nick Hardy. I mean, Nick got through at the, uh, at the waste management. I mean, he, they just, they're fist pumping in your face. Uh, I mean, they're just really good and both are very nice, but you know, both have like uh swag and they want to kill you out there. I was going to say sure. they have a killer, killer streak yeah. in them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dylan made a putt and had a pretty, pretty great uh, fist bump uh, fist pump, you know, this week. And like, he just doesn't care, you know, uh, he's going to, he went over and gave a huge hug to us again, nothing bad in any way. It was, just, no. it was, uh, great. Yeah. The, the nicest guys list is just so long. I use Steve Allen. Uh, Steve Allen is a former, um, European tour winner was like top 50 in the world, uh, for a while came over here and kind of like bounced back and forth between the tour and the corn Ferry tour. And as, and as, um, it lost status, you know, five or six or seven years ago and continues to chase Mondays is the most soft-spoken, nicest guy you've ever met in the world. And, uh, you know, every, uh, 2019 got through three Mondays and just wasn't able to take advantage, but, you know, 47 years old, pull, pulling his push, uh, his push cart, um, at the, at the Byron Nelson Monday and like, Oh, you know, I went to him after the round. How you playing, Steve? Oh, you know, not very well, but on to the next one. And just like wow. one of the nicest people you'll ever meet and out there just grinding for his livelihood. You can follow along with Monday qualifiers and much more by following Ryan online at Twitter is the best place to do it. A case of the golf one. Ryan, thanks so much for doing the show. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, and uh, I do have the worst Twitter handle. If I ever thought I'd have more uh, than than 100 followers, I would have changed it. It's too late now. So, <laughs> All right, Ryan, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks so much. There you go. Monday qualifiers, a world of their own, and definitely would encourage you to follow Ryan. Uh, he does an amazing job. Uh, also, don't forget to check out uh, what he's doing now, too, with some other great guys at the Fire Pit Collective. Brett Black, thanks as always for your production work as we continue to plow through our 20th anniversary season here at Jody Jenkins, the golf guy. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us, J-O-D-I-E at JJ, the golf Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk soon. See ya.